So, so welcome back to our 13th podcast from the Rainbow Umbrella Group and welcome to 2021, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. In case you haven't listened to us before, we've set this podcast up for folks who identify as lesbian. I'm one of your hosts today, Caroline, and let me introduce you to my co-host all the way from the UK. Hey, Becky. Hello. How are you? You're looking Good. well. You're still you're still waving. <laughs> well, maybe we should do this on YouTube. <laughs> so it's a lovely sunny day, and uh, it's a blue sky, not a cloud in the sky. And it's uh, thirteen is lucky for some, so I'm saying it's a lucky number for us today. Oh, thirteen podcast. I was like, where are you going with thirteen? <laughs> That's where my head is. Yeah, catch up, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So just a disclaimer, when we are doing these podcasts, we are speaking from our own experiences. We're not speaking for the entire community. We want people to enjoy the podcast and just, you know, seek any help that they need in order to be able to be their true selves. We would love you to rate our podcast as well, if you can, depending on what device you're listening to us from. That would be great. And thank you, all our listeners in 2020 for listening to us, all our amazing podcasts, all our amazing guests, should I say. We had some lovely guests last year, and I'm really excited um, this year about our lineup and who we hope to have on over the coming coming months. Becky? Yeah, absolutely. It's been for me. Um, I use this word every time, don't I? But it's inspiring. But it is. It's lovely to hear other people's stories. It's lovely to hear the journeys they've gone on and really where they've reached today and how it's really important for us to try and be our authentic selves and be comfortable with ourselves and and reach high, reach for those stars. And, uh, you know, it's brilliant. I love talking to these people. And as I say, really inspirational and motivational it's january isn't it so it's january we need we need this motivation at the moment well talking about motivational and talking about inspirational we have an amazing guest on and i don't know if you even remember becky valerie from lesvos who i met when i first went out there and she was she i know i know you met her as well i'd like to introduce and welcome valerie walsh Valerie, I have known for three years, Val. We've met. Yeah. We met. Uh, the theme, as always, is Lesvos. We <laughs> met in 2018 in Lesvos, the same year I met Becky. And um, we just had a blast. There was a gang of us that all met for the first time over there at a, at um, it was, uh, I don't know, was it a, a workshop? And uh, yeah, we went yeah. for a few drinks afterwards. That's it. It was the psychic <laughs> workshop, wasn't it? Oh, there I was kind of. Was it tarot card reading or psychic? psychic There's something yes. psychic about it that got me, you and uh, B involved, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we all yeah. just, you invited us all along to dinner with the rest of your gang. And all of a sudden we had a big family, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that was like day two of Lesvos. So that's kind of what Lesvos is. You just meet people and hang out with people and have fun. Yeah. But the reason we've asked Val to come on our show today is she is the author and publisher of this amazing book called Tribes that she wrote during lockdown. And I really enjoyed it. Um, it's set in 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 the UK, eight yep. years after the pandemic, when the government divided the population into four tribes based on sexuality. And you've brought it all in. You've brought COVID in. You've brought LGBT. You've brought Brexit in. You have a love story. Val, I absolutely really enjoyed your book. Tell us a little bit. 
<laughs> Tell us a little bit more about, I don't want to say what inspired you because we were all in lockdown at the time. <laughs> what made you fight? Well, like, I, this is your second book, so but this is your first adult book because I have your yeah. children's book, yeah. Um, I think it started, I've always liked writing, so I always used to do short stories and stuff like that. And as you say, I've got a children's book out as well, but I, I always wanted to write an adult's book. Um, and it was about March of last year, I was on holidays with some friends in Spain um, and it was literally the week before lockdown because I think we came home on the Saturday and I think lockdown started on the Monday. But we had been talking over there and I had an idea in my head that I wanted to write a book um, and I had kind of the bones or the skeleton of the story. And I had been watching a program on, I don't know whether it was TV or Netflix, it was one of them and it was called... Um, knots and crosses i don't know if you've seen it it was about kind of black and white supremacy um and cause that, that kind of flipped things on its head and that the the blacks were in charge and the whites were kind of the underdog um and that kind of played on my mind with the story that i had um and then obviously all all along came covid and then all the pieces of my story start kind of pulling in together that what if you know what if things were really strange and weird and what if the lockdown you know just went totally crazy and you know bits of Trump's wall in Mexico what if you know each country was cut off from each other and had barricades up and um, you know nobody could travel and all that kind of thing and as lockdown went on my story kind of took in all the different kind of restrictions and that that we we had and bear in mind this was just the first lockdown so <laughs> a lot of what I wrote about was obviously it's all um you know it's all fiction but parts of it all started to come true and you know you could even it's it's not kind of off the wall that some of it could still come true you know so um it was a little bit weird writing it kind of in the middle of it but um I was also doing a course at the time. I was doing a um, a personal development course, kind of personal growth. And that is all about um, kind of setting goals for yourself and kind of far out goals and achieving them. Um, and as I said, I had always wanted to write the book. So I and, and lockdown, I had no more excuses. Like I had all the time in the world. So I made myself sit down every morning for two or three hours and just write I didn't know what the story was going to uh, evolve into. I had no idea each time that I sat down what I was going to write about. I just made myself write for two or three hours and the story just kind of came came out of that. Um, and I'm yeah, it took, it, took, sorry, it, took, it took me about six weeks to actually write it. Um, mm -hmm. The first draft took about six weeks. So um, you put your mind to it, you can do anything because, you know, I wanted to be a writer and what I said to myself was what do writers do well they write so I had to write made myself write every day so yeah it, it, it did only take six weeks so lockdown had some good things that came out of it for me yeah. wow and that kept you pretty busy during lockdown as well it got you you know because I know you were working as well at the same time and you yeah had... yeah I was working at the beginning of it but I was also on I kind of had month on month off of furlough um, so those months that I was off, I really had lots of time and um, kind of combined with the normal house painting and gardening that everybody else was doing. The mornings I wrote and then the afternoons I 
did all the house painting and all that DIY stuff yeah wow oh my god so just around the LGBT side of it or the way that the everything that I don't want to give too much away but the way the the country was split into your sexuality like yeah. what gave you that because that was kind of interesting yeah well I kind of I think it was that knots and crosses program that kind oh. of trigger that in my head um kind of what what would happen if you know those restrictions weren't a little bit more extreme and and if things were kind of flipped a little bit um and then the the whole kind of sexuality I thought well what what if the country was divided then into so I divided it almost into quarters and I had four kind of sections um so you had like the hetero section there was the lesbian section there was the gay men section and then i had one other section that i called the ee which was everything else um were in that mm-hmm. section so people have the ch- had the choice then to decide when they were 18 which um tribe they wanted to be in and they had one other choice at the age of 40 that they could change their choice if they wanted to at that stage Mm. and the story then is about four people in each of the tribes that don't feel they belong or feel they're in the wrong tribe um, and want to don't want to be kind of pinned down into a box and want to escape so yeah I that all just I I don't really know where it came from it just it just evolved yeah as I wrote it just kind of evolved yeah no I have to say I really enjoyed the book I highly recommend it. Your second book, but only your your first adult first one. Adult. But, yeah. Um, it really was, I have to say, really, really good. And where can you get it? Thank you. Uh, available on Amazon. Yeah, just just um, Google Tribes and my name, Valerie Walsh, and it'll it'll pop up. Yeah. And can I, is it Kindle as well? Yeah, it's on Kindle yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you done an audible copy yet? No, I haven't. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've got into listening to books, which is why I, I'm a bit uh, shy here saying I haven't actually read it. I'm very inspired to read it. It sounds phenomenal. But I just want to say, oh, my goodness, you must be amazing. If you've written a book, had a job, repainted, regarded, <laughs> done a, I haven't done a dicky bird. So those of you out there that still haven't done things, it's OK, too. We don't <laughs> all have to be super women. Um, but uh, wow but it just shows you I think the busier you are the the more productive you can be but can you can you share a little bit about the personal development course was it because I think few of us are feeling a little bit lost as well at the yeah, moment yeah and I have that to say that you. yeah that was my lifeline and it came exactly at the right time literally around Easter time last year Um, I've always been into kind of um you know, positive mindset and that type of thing. Um, and I had done a previous course a long time ago, which flipped my world upside down and changed my whole life. Um, and this time around, um, there's a guy called, you may have heard of him, Bob Proctor, who wrote the book, or not wrote the book, but was in the film The Secret. Um, I don't know, you you may or may not have heard of them, but um, I, the program, the, the course was with his number one consultant, um, who's a lady in Belfast called Kim Calvert. Um, and she's a gay lady, um, a tiny little lady who drives a super blue Ferrari. Um, but she's Bob Proctor's number one consultant and runs this six month program. Um, and I just literally stumbled across it because I have lots of um, kind of positive things come up on my Facebook, you know, on your Facebook feeds. And one day I saw this picture of Bob Proctor, who I knew, um, 
with with this lady Kim Calvert and I knew by looking at her she was gay you know the way you you have that well she's a gay lord what's she doing with Bob Proctor that was exactly what I thought to myself and I thought oh I better google her and see what what's this all about um so she has a company called Dynamite Lifestyle um and it is literally about personal growth and literally setting yourself goals that are um totally off the wall um, and not worrying about how you're going to achieve them, but knowing that you will achieve them. My book was one of them. My book was one of my goals. So I, I joined the program. I also had another goal of, um, I was at the time, I was trying to, I, my myself and my ex owned um, four properties, um, rental properties, and we split up a few years back um, and we still own the properties um, kind of jointly. And we couldn't figure out how to kind of split them equally. It was all very complicated because we owned them jointly, but they were all in my name and it was all complicated. Um, so one of my goals, again, going into this program was I wanted I wanted a buyer out of the four properties. I had no idea how I was going to do it. I had no money to do it. It was just the, the figures were just impossible. Um, and through that program, it's all about changing the way you think of things and thinking the way you change what you think about the things you think about will change. So rather than me saying I haven't got the money to buy her out and she hasn't got the money to buy me out. I had to think of a different way how that would work. And literally yesterday, I've the last property has been signed over and I now own those four properties fully. Wow, fantastic, Valerie. Um, so that was part of my goal. So I was meant to finish, my goal was, I was meant to get them all done by the end of last year, but just due to solicitors and various paperwork, they were delayed slightly. Um, and yesterday, um, the fourth one is now mine. Um, the the honestly the, power the of your mind doesn't it and the power yeah and and all those things that we we're not very good at talking kindly to ourselves so we're not very good equally of stretching what we think we can do um you know I still have yet to pick up a paintbrush not I don't mean definitely <laughs> or I, I'm sure I've got some creativity in me but I'm so scared and I think I was told I was crap at school or anything arty so therefore I don't do anything and it's it's liberating to hear, you know, you just said March last year, OK, I'm going to try and achieve this, this, this and this. And it doesn't matter what the barriers are. I believe I can do it and I'm going to go and get it. And I'm sorry you missed your deadline by three weeks. My gosh, you must be berating yourself. But it, but it is. It's, it's all about whatever you tell your mind. So if you tell your mind you can do something. Your, your subconscious mind doesn't know any different, so it will go out to achieve it. If you tell it you can do it, it still doesn't know any different, so it will go and achieve it. So whatever you tell your mind it will come through. It's all about kind of the laws, you know, the laws of the universe. I don't know if you've heard that, like the law of attraction, all that type of thing that, you know, what, what you think about on that kind of frequency is what you attract. Um, so it, it's been powerful stuff for me. So, um believe it I, I and it's lovely to look at someone across skype today who's actually <laughs> shown it, it works for them so many many congratulations on on all those things you've achieved it's uh thank it's, you i use this word every time we have a podcast inspiring but it is <laughs> i just think there's so many fabulous stories out there um and it, it, it 
I'm looking out of my, my living room window at the moment and it's a bright blue sky, not a cloud in it. And it's like, if today isn't the day that I'm going to get off my backside and do something <laughs> phenomenal that's different, I don't know when is. So thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and apart from Valerie being a writer, full time at work, a student <laughs> and many others and looking after you, you, I know you have a horse that you look after and dogs and they keep you very busy. But you're also a manager of a soccer team, a female yes. a women's soccer team. Yes. Uh, football is my first love. Um, I've been playing it, playing it out on the street with the kid, with the boys since I was, you know, since I could walk. Um joined a football team back in Dublin probably um when I was about 17 18 I think and ever since then have been um playing football or running football teams so when I moved to the UK um I joined a football team um Cheddar Ladies um played with them for about 2 years was top goal scorer Oldest on the oldest on the team, I might add. <laughs> Top goal scorer for two years, and then they asked me to take over as manager. So, I'm now. I think I'm in my third year um, managing the team. Um, they're a fab bunch of girls. Um, super super bunch of girls, but that keeps me busy. And again, going back to kind of being in lockdown, um, and with people struggling to to try and get out and do things. Obviously, all our football has been cancelled. Um, but to try and keep the girls motivated during the summer, um, I set up running challenges for everybody every week. So we, I set them a running challenge and then, you know, they might have to run whatever, 3K, 5K, 10K, whatever it might be for the week. They send me in their, you know, their screenshots of their Strava or whatever it might be, their watch, whatever it is. Um, and we have kind of a leaderboard and it's to try and kind of keep them fit all through the summer while we're not playing. And it has been really good because there's been some girls on the team possibly that weren't the fittest. Um, and, you know, the, in previous years, we, we didn't do very well in the league because of our fitness. Um, and that has changed totally like there's people mm-hmm. going out running who couldn't even run for a bus before lockdown. So, um, yeah, that's been really good. But, um, yeah, I do love football. It's my it's my first love. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's brilliant. I love it. And it's not an LGBT team, though. It, it is. It, it's a women's football team. Yeah, it's just a women's LGBT football team. team. The majority of people probably would fit into that um, category anyway. Um as I think with with a lot of women's football team, there are a lot of gay women play football. Um, but yeah, it's open to it's open to all women. Um, kind of once you're over the age of sixteen, yeah, it's open. Um, Do you know they allow football to be taught in schools now for women taught? But are there girls' teams in schools? Is there a feed into your football team now? And do you work with the schools and the education authorities? Um, they are all there are um girls can play football now um, in schools and a lot of the teams while they're younger are mixed so boys and girls play together which is great I mean when I was growing up there was there was no such thing um you know in school we played netball and we were an all-girls school we played netball and that was it um but yeah all the all the kids now there's you know there's um wildcat academies now for kids from you know from the age of four and five that they they're able to play football now which is great um we don't have one feeding into our ladies team um but there are loads of um kind of younger academies all around which is great and so 
you're still not playing. You're still there's still no leagues happening, um, and probably not till we're all vaccinated at this stage. I no, I mean we we the league we started back probably we we got a few maybe a month or two back, um, kind of. I can't even remember when it was now. It was so many stops and starts to the league, but we did get back for a little bit and then um, it stopped again. And then at one stage when we were divided up into different tiers, half of our team lived in one area in one tier and half of them lived in the other. And we weren't allowed even come together to train. So mm. we had one lot training on their own and the other lot training in, in, in another place on their own. And it was just, it's just been a nightmare to try and, um, keep things going we don't know yet when the league will actually come back up and running whether it will because normally it would finish around kind of april or may so we, we we're just waiting and waiting to see what will happen so um fingers crossed we'll get back yeah oh gosh well i hope it does sorry caroline i'm, prob- I'm probably too old to start playing football but if i wanted to join a team bearing in mind i'm overweight i'm unfit though i did I, I think I, um, I love doing the couch to 5k. I've got to get back into doing that because I've, I've had a few weeks where I've been a, a bit poorly and not been doing it. But how would you encourage someone to go along and give it a go? Because it's daunting to think of all these fit women who are going to tackle you and you know, <laughs> something that things happen and you know, the, the ball goes between the legs. And, yeah. you know, is there a softer, more gentle way to join such activities? Um, is there any way that we can sort of encourage people to maybe give it a go and go along and, you know, are you ever gentle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would definitely say, um, I mean, our team, you know, we, we take, I, I, I always leave it kind of open that we will accept anybody anybody that wants to come along and play football um, and we've all a, a whole variety of people some people are were quite new to football when they started like had never played before some people um you know had been playing for years and were really good some were really fit some were very unfit we have a whole mixture of everybody um and what anybody that kind of comes to us looking and a bit like yourself saying oh i, I haven't played or i you know i'm not fit um, I just encourage them to come down to a training session um, and just see how they get on. Um, and we're, we, we're such a friendly bunch. Our team is so friendly. And that's why a lot of people actually come and join our team is because we're so friendly and we don't we don't take ourselves too seriously. You know, we know everybody has different abilities. Um, you know, we're not in a top premiership league. We're quite low down. Um, so there's no pressure on us to, you know, to win or to get out and, you know, there's nobody going to be shouting at you. Um, so I always encourage people to come down and train kind of pre-season during the summer um, and, and literally just just to even get fit. Some people come to us just to just to just to get fit. You know, they may not even want to play. They just want to, you know, try and get fit with other people with, to help them get fit. Um so yeah, I would just say bite the bullet um, and just give it a try because um, there's such a, a camaraderie and such a family and such a really we have really good social life as well. Obviously, when we're not in lockdown, we have a really good social life. Um, but yeah, it's, we're such a friendly team that um, 
it's and, and it's, it's such good fun and when you do exercise you feel so much better after exercise you know you may not feel it at the time when you're doing it but afterwards you, you do you always you know those endorphins keep flowing and you feel so much better after it and of course I suppose after a, a good old football match you may have orange during the half time but do you go for a pint of cider and a, a chunk of cheddar afterwards yes yes we've got a we've got a clubhouse um oh, and wow. yeah into the into the bar afterwards um and in, in normal in normal times you, we they provide us with food and and drink and stuff like that so it's always good but but yeah we have lots of socials um actually I'm planning a social um I've promised the girls um during lockdown again to give us something to look forward to that we're um coming on a trip to Dublin the first weekend in May and we're going to be looking for a football team to play a friendly against so oh, brilliant. Um, any, any teams out there want to have a little friendly um that that is my plan to to get the girls over to Dublin oh, to um to have a, a weekend in Dublin and have you have you gone on to run amok because they have some football teams and stuff I think uh, no. no I haven't actually yeah. I was yeah. I was just going to link up with some of my old kind of uh, football mates back back home um, and see if they could pull together mm. a team but I'll do that I'll, ha- I'll have a look on that as well yeah no, fantastic and we'll catch up if you have time yes oh yes you'll be you'll be busy because you I know you haven't <laughs> had a chance to get home yet so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a long time yeah it's, yeah. it's been uh, I sell spectator uh, uh tickets so I'd be coming along and then enjoying yeah. the game of football and then maybe going for a nice pint of Guinness afterwards god I'm talking about alcohol a lot can you tell I haven't <laughs> had a drink during January <laughs> oh, yeah are you, are you doing dry to... January yeah combination of dry January and um yeah just <laughs> not fancying it at the moment it's, it's not the same if you don't socialize and even virtually socialising is just not the same. I think the hangovers are worse because you don't get, you know, you have a virtual socialisation, but you do get an actual hangover. Yeah, it's, it's, it, no, it's no fun, not, is it? It's no fun, it's no fun. But can I just ask, because I don't know, you just seem to grasp life by everything it's got and wring in every bit of ounce of, of life out of things that you can be doing and stuff. Um, I assume you feel very much um your authentic self and and again this podcast is a bit about trying to encourage women to not be fearful about what they fancy doing or not be fearful about their goals for the future and giving things a go um is is that i'm getting that from just chatting to you over over skype is that something that you've grown into is it your network is it your tribes that have enabled you or empowered you to be that way are there some secrets that you can share with us that we should look for if we're trying to gain the confidence to to be more of our authentic selves and squeeze the essence of life out of things <laughs> um i think definitely it's it's to do with your mind it goes back to that uh, the power of positive thinking um and i'm very happy in in my own skin and who i am and where i am with life and if i'm not happy about something i will change it um and that goes back to having those goals that you know if something's not working it's it's got to change so you you've you've got to take action to get to the place where you want to be um and uh yeah i think i just 
I, I'm not sure. I, th I think it is just that that positive mindset um, and going after the things that you want and that there's nothing that you you can't do. There's nothing that you can't achieve. Um, but, but having that self-belief, you've got to believe that you can do it, because if you don't believe it, then th that w it won't happen. So you've got to tell yourself that that whatever it is that you want or whatever you want to do, that you can do it. Um, you know, I, I spoke about the, the program that I did, but I had done one many years ago as well, which was around the time um, that I kind of discovered I was gay. And when I came out, um, but I changed my whole life then. I gave up a job of 18 years, um, a nice, secure job back in the post office in Ireland, but on post, um, gave it up after 18 years, sold my house, moved to Spain, bought a bar, turned it into an Irish bar. <laughs> um, and lived in Spain for three years. Then I sold that and I traveled around the world for a year. I mean, the, you can do whatever you want. You just. I'm just, in love. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to I decide leave the room. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> just make a decision. If you make a decision, decide what it is you want to do and then just go and do it. There's no, there's, you're, it's only your mind that stops you doing it. And I love Valerie's story because I know we've talked about this several times. And I was just like, you gave up your job, you sold everything, you moved to the Canaries. Was it the Canaries? Um, no, Spain, Fringarola Spain. in Rain, Spain. Yeah. Spain. You bought a bar, a pub. You've never run a pub in your life. No, not you know? only had I not even run a pub, I'd never even worked in a pub. You know, most people, you know, will have served in a bar, you know, when they're yeah. a student or whatever. Right. I'd never even. I never even pulled a pint of Guinness and there I was I never even lived in Spain I didn't speak really? Spanish myself and two friends from Dublin decided we were going to I was taking voluntary redundancy from the post office so I had a, a big chunk of money and I was I always wanted to live in the sun that was one of my goals um and then a friend of mine had a bit of money as well and she said why why don't I was thinking of buying a holiday place in Malta and then my friend said why don't you think about Spain and then she said, do you want to do you want to go on one of these, you know, these kind of property weekends mm -hmm. where they, they take you on a, a weekend? So we the three of us went over on this weekend to Spain Um, totally naive. We were so naive. Um, and this, um, you know, estate agent type person brought us around all these properties for for sale in Spain. We went on the Friday. We bought the pub on the Sunday and we came home on the Monday. <laughs> absolutely bonkers we had no idea what we were left, letting ourselves in for um and then myself and one of the girls moved over about six months later the the pub wasn't open at the time as in it was um the, the person that owned it had died so it was closed so we had a lot of um decorating and um kind of revamping to do so two of us were going over to live there and one was just kind of putting their their money into it um so, yeah, we moved over, did all the, the revamp and all that, um, opened up kind of at the start of the season, I think it was. I had no idea what we were doing. None of us had worked in a pub. Um, open at night, we realised we were literally putting the putting the last lick of paint on the walls. Open at night came um, and then we'd realised like we hadn't even got cash in the till. We hadn't even got a float. Like we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> Um, but we survived. We got these um, these couple of girls wanted to come in and kind of work for us. And we sent them down the seafront. We were a little bit back from the seafront. 
um, and we said go down and get us some customers so these young girls went down got a load of um, kind of stag groups and all these guys came back to the pub and literally we they drank us out of house and home on our first night we ran out of everything <laughs> um but yeah that was um uh well, that was one of the best things i've done um yeah it was to move to spain yeah completely so, changed your career uh, well, yeah totally yeah very f- far cry from the post office yeah but one of the most one of the best things i'd, I'd ever done um i learned to speak spanish um met some fabulous people i met my ex yeah and just had the most amazing three years there absolutely fabulous and you're still friends with your friends yes yes they're they're all back and they all went back to dublin actually the the girl that moved over with me she only lasted probably about six months but she decided then it wasn't for her and she moved back to dublin so i ran the pub i stayed there on my own then and ran the pub for for the rest of the the three years ran it on my own yeah I'm I'm looking for that sort of challenge. It's just I think what's stopping me is having some friends to do it with. Because um, and I know that's a message in my head. I just need to go off and do it. Yeah, you, and Becky, you meet that. people. But Becky, I people. I know from what I know of you, you'll meet people. You know, yeah. you'll meet them easily. Um, and who knows what will what you'll come up with. You know, just 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 take just the step. Just take the first step, and then all these other things fall into place. Then. Yeah. if it's meant to be yeah totally and Valerie I know you have a new chapter coming up in your life now as well I mean some you were saying to me about work and yeah so, so any plans are you going to continue writing are you going to um well I'm I'm taking voluntary redundancy yet again from my job now of 12 years um I've got three weeks left working my notice and then I'm finished the middle of February I'm not really sure. Like I said last time, I took voluntary redundancy. Look what happened. So um, I would quite like to do something crazy like that again. But I've a bit more. I have a horse, a cat and a dog now that I can't just um, get up and leave. Um, So at the minute, I'm just um, I'm kind of look. I am looking for another job at the minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a few things kind of in the pipeline that might come true. Um, But yeah definitely do some more writing um definitely want to get out and travel a bit more and have a lot more holidays this year when we can when we can travel again um but yeah who knows what what's in store who knows the world is my oyster it is it really is and like I know myself and Becky keep talking about getting back to Lesbos I don't know if we'll get back this year I because I reckon we'll all I, I don't think I'm going to get a vaccine till about October of next year based on um where I am on the list so I I just I'd look I'd, it would be great if we all three of us ended up back in well I I have it on my plans I have it on oh, my goals so I'll, be there, I'll be there this year I'm that little bit older than you Caroline so I'll have my supposed to have my vaccine I think around I think when you do it on that app I think I'll be around June time okay so, um, yeah. I do plan to be in Lesbos um later this year oh, no. yes. and you're going without <laughs> us <laughs> well I'm let's let's go take my camper van over with my dogs because my problem is is housing my dogs for a few weeks now so as much as I love to go so I'm just thinking okay well if I'm allowed to travel I might be in my camper van this year <laughs> yeah, it's a nice brilliant. place to park up in uh, Lesbos over over and you know right down yes. by the I'm yeah. sure you guys will let me use your shower in your hotel room won't you <laughs> If I get there. <laughs> sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. let's hope by then we, 
things will have relaxed a bit and we'll be able to get out traveling get on a plane again it will be fab Valerie thank you so much for coming on the podcast today it was great to talk to you and great to hear more about I can't wait for your next book by the way (laughs) Tribes Valerie Walsh really good highly recommend to read it available on Amazon downloadable on Kindle and uh look out for it and look out for more books from Valerie I think they're going to I think I think I think we're going to see a few more I think possibly very possibly yes you will (laughs) fabulous thank you thank you girls take care cheers wow great wasn't it oh yeah no I have to say um I just love how she's changed her life so much so many times you know. It's seizing it, isn't it? And it's it's believing it and thinking it and it, it you know, yeah, absolutely. No fear. Say again, sorry? No fear. No, no. Ah. You're yeah. Absolutely, you gotta grasp it. That's why playing football's good good. I, I think most women who play football have no fear that they won't get their shins, you know, yeah. kicked. They just go for it, don't they? It's it's yeah. You're right. There's something in that. There must be a link between sport and your mental attitude because you're totally in the now playing sport, aren't you? You You don't think about how you performed before or if you do, it affects how you're playing now. And you don't worry too much about the future. So you're just totally immersed in what's in front of you now. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So I'm going to go out and start my couch to 5K after that conversation, Caroline. What are you going to do? I have to work, unfortunately, but <laughs> but I'm working to work my way out of work. <laughs> but it'll be a while. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, look, I, I just love what she's done with her life and I can't wait to see what she's going to do. That's the, and she's so positive that it will happen. And I, I wish her all the best. And I honestly think that that book was really good. So highly recommend I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to get it. Yeah. So I don't like physically reading. I like reading uh, books by Audible. Um, so I'm going to get that book and mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, it, it seems really inspirational. Again, oh, that word. Sorry, I've got to find another word. It seems really interesting how um, it could happen. You know, we, we've lived through so many different radical things in the world. And mm-hmm. it was interesting to hear her say that so many things that she wrote about are no longer fiction. You know, yeah. they've become reality. And it's like, woohoo. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of learning a little bit more from that. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to get that book and read it. Do. It's a good word, tribes, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, I I, I always like our tribe. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about our tribe a lot. Yeah. Um, to that word. I've introduced you to the word inspiration or overkill of inspiration. You've introduced me to your tribe. <laughs> Have you found your tribe? <laughs> so content, apart from the tri- tribes, the book, Valerie's book. Um, I haven't watched this one yet. It's on Netflix. So my grandmother's a lesbian. It is subtitled. It is Spanish. Um, it's two women in their 70s decide to come out to their families and get married, sparking chaos and threatening the granddaughter's engagement. So I am going to watch it on Netflix. I think it would be interesting. Um, yeah, it, I just saw it being advertised the other day and I thought this is this is a must. Uh, another piece of content or should I say music have you heard of the pillow queens or pillow queens no Irish band they sound a bit like the indigo girls oh okay they're 
amazing. I actually posted something on our Facebook page the other day on it. They're going to be big. They're actually, you know what, they're even, they're they're big in Ireland. And I'd love to see them in Ireland. But I reckon when all of this lockdown is over, they're going to be touring America because they've been on the James Gordon show already. So oh, he's already cool. interviewed them. So, you know what, they're going to be on the L word. You're going to, you know, the way the L word used to have music. Yeah, now. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're going to be big. But listen, listen, uh, listen out for them. Pillow Queens. Okay, I'm good. You are. I love good music, you know. It yeah. really does change our, the way we're thinking, doesn't it? So maybe I'll listen to a bit of that whilst I try and jog. <laughs> well done, you. You're going to yes. do it all and listen to Valerie's, <laughs> read Valerie's book today. <laughs> I can't do all of them together, but yeah, no. you know, I'm, I'm going for it. But the Pillow yeah. Queens, okay. Yeah. It's Pillow Queens, not the Pillow Queens. So Pillow Queens. Just, pillow Queens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really good. So that's the two pieces of content. But it was great to see you in 2021, Becky. And you, you're looking well and radiant. And I'm I'm somehow in the only bit of sunshine coming in. So I look like I've got a halo, even though I say it myself. You do look you do look like you're you're calling me from from I don't know, like with oh, light on your heaven. face or something. <laughs> Um, Blair Witch Project, you know, where they always oh, used to thanks. have the light on their face. <laughs> That's what it looks like at the moment. Yeah, You've got that torch under your chin. Woods deep in America, you're going to be killed. Thanks. Yeah, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> on that point, then, ta ra. <laughs> thanks, listeners. Thanks, everybody. And we'll all talk, we'll talk to you soon. Take care.